Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can know what we're up to and play our fun dice game every Sunday money, Sunday morning, excuse me, on FanDuel. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I am Brandon Marianne Lee. And it's week 10. Dun, 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 dun. Double digits. Double digits. We're in the double digits. We've got four <laughs> teams on by, so get them out of your lineup. The Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, San Diego Chargers, and San Francisco 49ers. We tend not to take much time on the teams that are going on by, but Andrew Luck, no moss. Nope. 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 I just four to six weeks, right? Four to six weeks. I just don't understand how he can have the same wow. injury as Keenan Allen, right? But he only yeah, gets four last to six right to weeks, and Kenny and Keenan Allen was season long, right? Very odd to me. Very odd. Well, I think they're desperate to get him back. Yeah, but <laughs> six weeks. Six weeks <laughs> is week sixteen. Yeah, no, six Who weeks is the end of season. No, it is. I mean, I guess they're hoping playoffs. 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 That's true. The Chargers may have completely given up playoff hope at this point. Is like now the Colts. Oh, the Chargers. Right. Oh, yeah. He's Allen. done for the sure. season. That that's true. Very. That that's is a possible. Good that's yeah. good. That's a good call. It's a good call. But I mean, the well, real again, the real problem here is the 49ers are on by. We're sorry. <laughs> Although they've been on by all season. Weird. I was kind of right. jazzed talking about Gabbert. We'll have to wait till next week, though. I know. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. I will say, though, so I do radio on uh, game day from 11 to 1 Eastern uh, on Bleacher Report Radio on Sirius XM. And we're sitting there talking, and, you know, we're going through the matchups, and we get to this game, and he's like, yeah, and you just don't start anything from San Francisco and, like, how big of a blowout it's going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And I go, okay, I, I agree. But I'm going to say something crazy. I think there's a possibility they didn't prepare for them. And we could be a little surprised. I don't think it's a big possibility, but that is a possibility. And sure enough, sure enough. Right. arrogant Atlanta did not prepare for the San Francisco 49ers and got beat. And you know, and you know who I don't like on the Atlanta Falcons. Do share, Brandon. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle there Shanahan. it is. We got it in. We got it, it in the show. Got it in the show. <laughs> got that was actually in. what all of this is about. Oh, man. <laughs> nice. They may be on by. But we're going to get that but in. Brandon will she'll share the hate she has for Kyle Shanahan. That's what I do. Well Hilarious. done, Brandon. Well done. Thanks. Hilarious. We're not, I don't think we're even five minutes in. Nope. 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 No, we're not. Nope. I love it. Thank you, Brandon. Again, get them out of your lineup. Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, San Diego Chargers, and San Francisco 49ers. Let's go on to Thursday night's game. Buffalo Bills, 4-4. Four and four, The New York Jets, 5-3. and three, And Brandon will be there. Cheering her team on. Yeah. yeah. We'll be there in a Jets ugly sweater that I just got from Amazon. Ooh. Yeah. Ugly sweater, like Christmas ugly sweater style? Yeah, I'll bring it out. Hold on. You can start talking. Oh, oh ooh. Just grab it. At. More reasons to come watch us on YouTube, guys. Ugly sweaters. You can view That's that. Right. Awesome. Go ahead, Ash. Well, I'm excited for this game. Mainly because I just like these two teams. I probably don't. Oh, there it is. Wow, it really is Christmassy. I was joking. It's got Christmas trees on it. 
That's nice. Oh, it's one of the one from the um, NFL Network. Yeah, or NFL the shop real style. Ugly. Yeah. yeah, the NFL shop stuff with all the commercials yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with Brandon's favorite commercial, where everybody has a different team in the family. Oh, yeah. No one has loyalty. No one has loyalty. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully, if you're a Bills or a Jets fan, you got some loyalty. And then you also go buy another ugly sweater like Brandon did. But. Re- revenge game. Revenge game. Exactly. LaShawn McCoy, who hurt his shoulder late in the fourth quarter, said that he'll be fine. The bad news, LaShawn McCoy was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he's allegedly probable for Thursday. The good news, LaShawn McCoy didn't require an MRI on what is being described as a shoulder strain. Now, if he doesn't play, hopefully you've handcuffed yourself with Carlos Williams, who had no problem stepping up and filling for McCoy's, McCoy's role. Two touchdowns, fresh for their 110 yards. And in a little history brief here, again, we're early in the show for history, but so be it. Carlos Williams could become the second player in NFL history to score a touchdown in each of his first six games if he scores this week. And Ooh. I think that they're going to try to get this record for him. That's great. And That's I hope they do. He, you know, I think they're probably going to do a bit more of a kind of a share I think you're fine to play either one of them. I think they'll probably both do fine. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a tough game as, you know, they, they just get the second fewest points to running backs, but this is a pretty rush-heavy offense, so I think you're going to be okay. Now, Tyrod Taylor's fantasy points, Oops. while not awful, because he only had 181 yards of touchdown, he took a hit because the game plan was really heavy on the rush, and I think it's going to be the same this week. Um, it's not a great matchup, but I think he's still going to put up decent points for you. Maybe I'm just being optimistic there. No, I love it. But Sammy Watkins, he had a much better game than I anticipated, guys. They he did ma- not die in the end zone. He did not die in the end zone. He didn't die. He got a little hurt, but he did not die in the end zone. So, you know, what I like about is he got eight passes for 168 yards, including a long ball 44-yard catch that was in the third quarter for a touchdown. Um, but unfortunately, Sammy was spotted walking with a noticeable limp. It was a very obvious limp, which I'm sure is due <laughs> to his die. ankle injury. Um, so I'm guessing the ankle's not quite healed. He didn't die, but he's not doing. He's great. been wounded, but he's been um, wounded. He probably either re-aggravated it or he maybe you know wasn't as healed as they thought. But to some extent, who cares? He did great. If that's how he plays when he's not 100, I'm fine with that. Now, what is interesting? Again, we're going up against the Jets. Now, Watkins watched a lot of tape last week. He said up to even two to three years back on cornerback Brent Grimes. And he said it gave him advantage as he knew how to sell him on the inside. So can he do the same against Revis? No. Mm, I'm not so sure, especially with a beat-up I'm sorry, ankle. that wasn't a real question. Yeah. <laughs> I just answered it. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to convert Grimes or Revis. And I, I do – what I like is the preparation that he's taken to, like hone in on a quarterback that he thinks they're going to, you know, shut down corner they will put on him. But Grimes is not Revis. I think Revis will still – and, and Sammy Watkins has proven to generally not do well against shutdown corners. So I don't love him yeah. this week, especially with a beat-up ankle. Not my favorite. We'll go to the Jets. Well, Chris Ivory had a bit of a bipolar game last week. I don't know if you guys watched yeah. it. But he rushed mm. 23 times, so he was still getting the rock a lot. But for a pathetic 26 yards, he did score two touchdowns, so he was able to salvage a semi-fantasy-relevant game for you. And he had an additional 22 yards on three receptions, which was counting. Now, he did practice Wednesday, and he's listed as probable, whereas Stephen Ridley did not practice Wednesday. And even though he's listed probable, Todd Bull said he's only 50-50 chance to go. So more than likely, it will be Ivory, even though he had just an okay game. You know, it kind of is what it is. But 
He's still a stud. Do you know how many people would be begging to have Chris Ivory in their lineups? Stop it. Deion Lewis is out. Le'Veon Bell's out. No, I agree. You've got a plan. Tears. So even people, don't tears. be don't be afraid of the Stephen Ridley situation because again he's 50-50. They're still going to give the ball to Chris Ivory. You're playing him. You're also playing Eric Decker, who had another great game, the touchdown machine. Thank you, Mr. Decker. My favorite player for in being the right now. The best wide receiver too on a team. I will say, Ever. Alan Hearns is giving him a run for his money, though. Alan Hearns Great. is legit. Is legit. So is Decker. Ones. So is Decker. They're both. Good. I have I have them in so many Top. teams together. I'm like, that's yeah. great. To get that yeah, kind of production so off out of a wide receiver too on a team is ba- basically unheard of, and especially with the consistency of Decker and Hearns. I feel like I'm slightly leaning Decker just historically wise with the touchdown counts, but Hearns doing pretty good. No, you're no slouch. Brandon Marshall, while having a hurt ankle and toe, was still able to have a touchdown, and he's able to reel in 44 yards. Uh, he was limited during practice, but if he goes, you play him. You don't bench Brandon Marshall. You look like a fool if you do that. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, I swear this is one of my longer ones. I apologize. But <laughs> he is considering surgery on his left thumb, guys, after this week's game. Now, Fitzpatrick could play after the operation if the team immobilizes the thumb like they were able to with the kind of, like, patched up jaw that they did this would be a little bit more secure but apparently Fitzpatrick could run the risk of having a torn ligament um and it could shrink and whatnot if he waits till the end of the season so which is what he planned to do um so that would require a more complex surgery which could even include you know a graft to be done to reattach it to the bone so right now is the time to do it and allegedly he might not even miss a game he might be able to have the surgery and come back so that'd be great and then you know, in terms of kickers, again, they matter. Nick Folk said that he felt a little pop in his right hand, um, quadriceps, sorry. That was crazy, yeah. Um, while practicing for the kickoff, yep, he has a grade one quadriceps strain. He's not expected to play this week, and, in fact, he might be out up to eight weeks. And, right, and Fitzgerald usually holds the ball, right? And so he couldn't do it because his hand's all messed yeah. up. He's got so a jacked Nick up Folk hand. Got is a- holding the ball for the guy who does the punts, right? <laughs> And it was like a hot mess watching that, but that was kind of fun. Hot mess. Hot mess. I love Nick Folk, so that's sad. Yeah. Is what it is. Six weeks. Bummer. All right, let's move on to Sunday morning games. Detroit Lions 1-7 and seven at the Green Bay Packers 6-2. and two. Balanced game. Yep. This will be super snappy as it's the Lions, and they have not been doing well. Uh, allegedly, Matthew Stafford's Woo! future in Detroit is very much in doubt following the 2015 season, according to sources. Um, well, he's been playing subpar, so I can understand why maybe his future is in doubt. I'm not sure how much stock I'm going to put in that, um, but allegedly no. that's that's the deal. Get know. him out of there. Go, go. He can go be awesome somewhere else. He could. I don't <laughs> think they're going to – bad chemistry with coaches and, and whatever. I mean, you don't really hear much crap about Stafford. No. Right? no. Like no. locker he room stuff. Nice. Locker room, so he's like, fine. Maybe coaches like, like a him. bad – plays for him I don't know a bad offensive line mixed with no running game and I don't I don't know but maybe it's like the best thing for him to get out of Detroit we'll have to wait and see it has no fantasy relevance to you right now um, because you know he's not playing great so you shouldn't be playing him I think he will throw right around 200 yards maybe connect with Calvin Johnson for a touchdown and he'll have a few turnovers as well I don't love him and neither should you do not play him. Calvin Johnson ankle is said to play against the Green Bay Packers is what he thinks he will be able to play. He was a limited participant in practice Wednesday, but I'm not too worried. This is Calvin Johnson. This is like he one of the, the, it's the vet rest. Why, why even push it? He doesn't um, need to practice. If he goes, you play him, and I expect him to play. 
I don't love any of the running backs this week. Stay away from them, as always. Oh. But I do like Eric Ebron this week. It yes. is a good matchup with the Packers. We have the 10th most points to tight ends. So I do think he could do something. So I like, I like Ebron. I agree. Um, I do want to say Martha Ford came out and said, you know, some words when they fired the GM. And she's 92 years old. She's a woman. She owns the team after her husband died. Um, but she's been very active. She's been at every practice. Um, well, not every practice, but she was there at spring training and a lot of the practices. She wants to make sure that they know that the owners are involved. She's actually a really interesting woman. So she do- she comes out. She does this, like, intense move, right? And then, like, all these sports writers are like, here's Martha Ford today. And here she is in 1948 at her wedding. And I'm like, only a female owner would have her wedding photos posted. Seriously. Right. And, and, you know, 70 years ago to, like, compare her age, which is so lovely. Well, and what offended me to some extent, they're like, she made a rash decision. And I'm like, only because she's a woman are you saying that she made a rash decision. It's not even close to rash. They've been working for her forever. Yeah. It was really interesting. I didn't want oh to get into it because I didn't want to, like, go off on my... I just... I on can't. a bender, but... Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about Greg Hardy later, so... Uh, Green Bay Packers, though, is fine. <laughs> this is a great matchup for them. They got their groove back. It was lovely in the second half of the Carolina Panthers yeah. game. Took Aaron Rodgers became a human. Randall Cobb became a human. Interesting, and interestingly enough, though, Aaron Rodgers historically doesn't play that well against Detroit. He is, hasn't thrown for over 300 yards against Detroit since 2011. Weird, That's right? Crazy. Totally. Some teams just have your number. They true. do. Um, but I think he's back. I think he'll be fine. He's way better at home. I'm still playing him. The Lions give up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, so I feel fine about it. Uh, Randall Cobb caught four passes for 99, 99 yards and a touchdown last week, um, but he had 12 targets. For eight of those, he didn't catch. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, uh, I, that's not fuzzy math, people. That is bad. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, the four pat, the four catches were impactful, but sure, maybe we yes. could get a few more catches. Maybe yes, it's it's a little Mike Evansy for me. Some of those catches were pretty tough. He was truly trying to get it, the ball to him, and and there was some really good defense on Cobb. Don't you defend him, Courtney? Well, my husband owns him, so all I could hear <laughs> was like. Ah, what kind ah. of pass was that? Yeah. So yeah. So uh, it was his first touchdown since week three. He yeah. should be fine in this matchup. Hopefully, you held on to James Starks because guess what? Mike McCarthy came out and said that Starks is the number one running yeah. back yeah. right now. So he sad. has earned that opportunity, quote unquote. I don't know what happened to Eddie Lacy. Um, he supposedly has a groin injury, although he is participating in practice. Um, he hasn't topped 38 rushing yards since week four. This is Lacey. It's upsetting because this is a great matchup, but it looks like it's going to be Starks moving forward. Um, but you could totally get trolled, and it could be so Eddie Lacey. <laughs> yeah. Prepare yourself. It is what it is. Um, I think James Jones is going to make a big comeback. I know he hasn't, you know, been great lately. The last couple of weeks he has but he scored a touchdown in every single home game so far this season. They're back home. I still think he's an end zone target. I feel good about him. He still saw six targets last week, so I, I don't know. He's super cheap in daily. I think he's getting another touchdown. Maybe it's just me, but that's how I feel. 
Um, Richard Rodgers had a nice game versus the Panthers, five catches for only 19 yards, but two touchdowns. So yeah. you always like that. Yeah. That's hard to repeat. <laughs> yeah. um, classic boomer bust guy. I don't think they're going to need him this week because Detroit's not a great team. So you never know, but I'm sure you can find someone with more consistent stats. And start Green Bay's defense because the Lions are a mess. What? They no are. way. They are. They're a mess. All right, Dallas Cowboys two and six. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers three and five. Should have drink. Oh, should have right. a sip before she dives into Greg Hardy here. <sighs> These are my two favorite teams because <laughs> of women. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna get into the Greg Hardy drama just for one second. Uh, I just want to say that his Twitter handle, inferring that he is the victim here, is repulsive. And uh, Deadspin obviously came out with the article where you could see the bruises. I'm sure most people have heard about that. But now they came out with an article that actually is the entire, like, 126-page transcript of the meeting where they reinstated Greg Hardy. Oh. Yeah, Um, I read it. There's a lot of slut-shaming. Yep. Which is the worst. Right. Wow. Talking about certain sexual things that they had done as if that... Is an an open invitation to be thrown in a bathtub. Although he said that she slipped on a scale. Or or sorry, she threw herself into the bathtub. I'm like, who throws themselves into a bathtub? That's crazy. And because she ran away from the cops because she was scared, it was actually admitting guilt. Very weird. Anyway, just go read it. That's all I'm going to leave. And I'm just glad that they lost the game last week based off of Greg Hardy missing a tackle. And I think this is all karma. I think Carolina's getting good karma. Dallas is getting bad karma. Yeah. I don't think it's a mistake. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They are playing great, maybe. Uh, the shift is what it is, people. I think Romo and Des Bryant have a case to sue ownership for signing Greg Hardy because that bad karma affected their season. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to see a lawsuit this is here. the science part of this program. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's all coming together, guys. It's all coming together. Not sure karma will hold up in court, but you know what? Worth a try. Hey, worth a try. try. Yeah, you know what? Something's got to explain this. Um, you know what else needs to be explained? Matt Castle getting twenty three point six six Vandal points or fantasy points last week. Amazing. Yeah. Go Castle. <laughs> wow. Um, it's another good matchup, but he hasn't gone for over eight fantasy points before that, so buyer beware. He might be the good karma matchup. on the team, because he he does the no-shave November, and he has the nastiest-looking handlebar mustache. I don't know if you guys noticed it. It's like Aww, the super really light good. blonde, where like you're not quite sure if something's on their face, and then you're like, yeah. oh, no, no, that's facial hair. It's so ugly. Oh, I guess Matt He's like, I tried to get everyone to do it with me, but nobody would do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's really sad. They wouldn't do No Shave November, and especially Aww. if they saw that glorious mess on your face. Like yeah. Castle. Well, much of Castle's attention was on Cole Beasley last week. Yeah. He was yeah. targeted 11 times. He caught nine of those passes for 112 yards and two touchdowns. So there you go, people that always tweet us about Cole Beasley. You're welcome. He had There's his moment. dose of Beasley. Yeah. But prior to that, he hadn't scored a touchdown all season and only went for over 49 yards once. So there you go. More overusage of Darren McFadden. Last week, he carried the ball 27 times. No touchdowns. He also caught one of his two targets for five yards. Chris, Christian Michael um, was in for zero snaps. 
and Joseph Randall isn't on the team anymore. So they're going to drive Darren McFadden into the ground. But make no mistake, he will be driven into the ground. Yeah. It's scary. It makes me sad. So I'm like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? I'm very scared. I just, I keep looking at him, like, with my eyes wide. And I'm but like, it's going to happen. I think Corn said this last week. It's going to happen the game Romo comes back to continue the complete collapse of the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger. Just like Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. One comes back, the other one goes. I mean, I don't want – I'm not wishing injury, by the way. I don't want him to be injured. I'm just saying, if I had the most injured running back in all of football history, I would not be running him 27 times a game. Des Bryant is a super stud, though. Um, That'll only continue to improve. He'll especially be great once Roma comes back in week 11, so you want to start him. And Jason Witten hasn't been a factor. Sorry, it's true. Only one double-digit game since week one. Non-factor until Romo is back. The Bucks. this is simpler. The, Kobe's, the Cowboys gave up the second most points to opposing running backs. So I think Doug Martin will get his groove back. I think Charles Sims is like a sneaky sleeper play if you're really desperate. Tampa Bay is actually a top 10 defense at defense. Or I'm sorry, uh, the Cowboys are actually a top 10 defense. No. Yeah, at defending everything else. So eighth fewest quarterbacks, fifth fewest wide receivers, and tenth fewest to tight ends. Mike Evans drives me crazy. And I, I have told you this since the beginning of the season. He has six drops last week that they <laughs> account- accounted for him. Six. Overall, he was targeted 19 times and only caught eight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 11 catches didn't happen, people. Did you see his response yards. about people complaining no. about all his dropped balls? And he's like, drop balls? Like, who cares? If my worst game's 150, you know, basically, are you complaining? I was like, first of all, your worst game is not 150 yards. No. Let's no, be clear on that. Yeah, you've had plenty clear. worse games. But that's cute that you think your worst game is when you get 150 yards. I think it was when you were targeted three times and caught zero your first game back. But it's hard. Like, how do you not start someone who's getting almost 20 targets? You have to start them. You have to start him. You know? And I hate saying um, that. Brandon's good to see But he was in a cushy matchup. He was, yeah. That's he the was best. in a cushy matchup. That is and true. And now Dallas gives up the fifth fewest points to wide receivers. Yeah. But they still So he's not going to so have much. the same opportunity. He's not going to have 152 yards. No, I don't think he Well, he's the only it. player there. Vincent Jackson's out. Lewis Murphy's out. Because while he says that's his best, I would, I mean, worse, I would argue that that is his best, actually. Absolutely, it's his best. One, 150 yards is, like, his ceiling. And listen, it was raining, and I understand, but he's caught 44.4% of the passes that have gone to him all season. Right. It's less than 50% of the season. This is who so he is. So awful. Yeah. Not debatable. That's who he is. And it's not Jameis Winston's fault. Believe me, I would love it to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking about Javis Winston, he has been playing well, and yeah. surprisingly, yeah. he's kept his nose clean. Um, he's in a tougher matchup with Dallas, obviously, giving up the eighth fewest quarterbacks. But um, I would take a risk on him this week. He has like a 17-point floor, which is crazy. Austin Safarian Jenkins is never coming back, people. I'm sorry. I, I've given up. Until I see him play, I cannot suggest him for you. Until they say for sure he's on the field and he catches a pass. You know, he's going to blow up on your bench, and that's just the way it is. Be but okay he keeps with it. not playing. Be it's okay risky. with it. I think I'd even keep him on bench even if they said he was going to play for a week. Yeah. Just the same. All right. My favorite team this year, other than my home team, obviously, the Carolina Panthers, 8-0, Tennessee Titans, 2-6. and 
Love the Panthers. Love the Panthers. Love the Panthers. Play the Carolina defense because the Tennessee Titans give up the absolute most points to defenses. Cam and Cam, I'm sorry. I didn't think he'd be that good last week. Unbelievable. Yeah. Also, what a jerk. Trying to oh give my him gosh. G- yeah, the taking ball the ball situation. so he couldn't get give it to the kid. His ex and then his ex former player. Like, did you hear that the kid actually his dad had just died? What? Oh my what? god. <laughs> yes. That was he Julius Pepper, this. right? That didn't give he it to him. He was a six yes. year old kid who was taken by his two grandparents to this game who he finally gave the ball to and ended up like making his life, basically, because his dad just died. Wait, did he get oh so did god. did Cam get the ball? Yeah, he went and chased it down. Yeah, he did. Down. He went and chased it down to give it to this kid. Yeah. Cam Newton's one of my favorite people. And he is someone that I want to meet in the offseason. It's my goal. Literally, it's my number one goal. You hear that, Cam? We want to meet you. Yeah, we do. When I see hello with my eyes closed and my earphones, I picture you in the crowd. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I always think of Cam with that commercial with the little kids. Like, I'm your mom's favorite player. You know, like, yes. <laughs> and it's just Cam's look on his face. I'm just like, oh, man, I love Cam Newton. I just do. He's so He's good. He's so good. So stick with Cam, you guys. This is a tough matchup. But, hey, he doesn't care. He's just doing, doing, He's doing, doing Cam, Cam Newton. And he's healthy. Jonathan's, finally, so. finally. Jonathan Stewart keeps getting 20-plus carries a game, but he hasn't done much with them as of late. He's had tough matchups, too, and Cam Newton's kind of done better in those t- tough matchups. But I think this is – he's going to – Bounce back at some point. Tennessee gives up the six fewest points to opposing running backs. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Supposedly he'll be fine. But you don't have better options right now. All of these running backs are going down like flies. I, yeah. You're starting Jonathan Stewart, and you're just glad he's getting so many carries. You hope he gets in the end zone. Sorry. That's yeah. life. Yeah. Greg Olson is always a must play, but this matchup is delicious because they give up the seventh most to tight ends. Lovely. And I think after the crazy bad game versus Indianapolis, um, Cam is having trust issues with Ted Ginn Jr. He is, it's just not happening. Corey Brown scored last week, two catches for 50 yards. You know, you can't really count on that. I don't know. The wide receivers, you just don't want to do it. Yeah. I think Ted Ginn Jr. is going to come back this week. I think they punished him and didn't throw it to him last week. I think, think, this, so? I think this week, I think they're going to. Go back to him. He's a playmaker. He is. He's a playmaker. I mean, he might drop balls, but he makes plays. So I'm going to be crazy here. I think we are starting to see, and I I said it all along, Devin Devin Funchess is going to come on strong the second half. And he's the guy that Cam's looking at in the end zone. For some reason, he feels that Devin Funchess is going to be more, you know, a sure bet for the end zone in terms of catching the ball. So I do think, like we said, the rookie's going to have a rough first half, but... Good second half. Devin Funches. It's, like, kind of one of my favorite receiving cores just because it's, like, so – I mean, not to, like, cover for fantasy necessarily, but, like, to watch because it's, it's exciting. They're all they, – the whole team seems like babies, and then there's Greg Olson, you know? So yeah, it's, no. like, a bunch of little babies running around. Although Ted Ginn's not young. No, but they seem like no. that. It's just, like, this, yeah. like – it's the best. It's the best. They're all Tavon Austin. Yeah. They are all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are all oh. Tavon Austin. It's a, it's a that, team oh. full of Tavon Austins and Kenny Stills. Man, but that's, and, that makes me sad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's infuriating. Um, and then Greg Olson's the largest human I've ever seen. Right, right. And then there's Greg Olson. Again, every time. Every time. All right, the Tennessee Titans. Last week I told you to play everyone from the Titans, and they did well. Yeah, I love Delaney Walker. Oh, my gosh. Delaney Walker, 23.5 points, went off. He's on my team. I was playing against my husband. 
I ended his fantasy season, he says. It was a good moment. I know. I was, I was wondering, Mark- I was like, man, wonder what's <laughs> going on in the Kirby house right now. This is I know. Say, I almost yeah. sent you guys all the text messages being like, hey, we're not getting divorced. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. <laughs> I did send a tweet, um, though, where I was like, did Delaney Walker have a single catch that hadn't been tipped? And he does some, like, miraculous, like, snagging it back in. Just, like, the one. Beautiful. I want to say an end, zone, end zone catch. But otherwise, everything amazing. was getting tipped, and he's just grabbing balls everywhere. It's amazing. Love him. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, yeah, I think he only caught one ball that actually came straight from Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's crazy. Well, Marcus Mariota scored 33.34 points. He was awesome. Amazing. Antonio Andrews got you 11 points. Totally, totally enough. And all of the wide receivers got seven fantasy points in standard leagues. All of them got seven. And that's perfect. How could, that's, that is the best wide receiver three flex option when you have six teams on by and you're digging at the barrel, right? Seven points out of guys who have been getting one point all season. I'm happy yeah. with it. Even the backup tight end, Anthony Fasano, got 9.34 points. So it was game on for Tennessee last week. Bonanza. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was last week. This week they faced the Panthers. So sorry. You can go ahead and drop them all now. All done. <laughs> Except for oh, Walker. Dad. I disagree with you. Except Delaney for Delaney Walker, obviously. You're still Delaney, yes. yeah. You're still Delaney, Delaney Walker, for sure. That's that's no no doubt. All season, you should keep him. Um, you can play Antonio Andrews as a flex. I'm not loving him as a wide receiver or running back, too, uh, much this week. But as a flex, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, and pick up Darrell Green Beckham if he's still available. He saw 10 targets last week. And with Kendall Wright still not activated, um, I think he's the number one tight end in Tennessee, you guys. So Receiver. that might be scary, but if he's available, go get him. Go get him now. Chicago Did you Bears. see Mike Malarkey, by the way, his press conference? No. He's like, I've been coaching for a long time, and this win really meant a lot to me. He, like, cried. Oh, sweet. Yeah. God, I love Tennessee. <laughs> I want them to be better. Another female yeah. owner. Bam. Well, you know what? Just wait. They just need a minute to grow up as well. And they'll they're, get there. Yeah. They're, they're an immature team. Yeah. So that's good because they, they will grow together. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Chicago Bears, three and five. And the St. Louis Rams, four and four. Well, let's keep this pithy, shall we? Alshon Jeffrey has come back like a beast. Yeah. Arr. Bear indeed. I'm playing him, and I don't care about the matchup. I'm sorry. I don't care. Yeah. Jay Cutler isn't exactly the poster boy for elite quarterbacking, but he says 17 to 19 points since coming back from injury consistently. Literally, that's it. He'll never get you over 20, but he'll never get you below 17. And I believe that even with the St. Louis Rams. I know that they're a Ooh. tough matchup, but seriously, I think the floor is really high. And if you're someone that's in a weird situation because you really banked on Phillip Rivers or, you know, I mean, you definitely didn't bank on Colin Kaepernick, but you know what I'm saying. There's a possibility you might need Jay Cutler today, and I don't hate him the way that his matchup looks because he's playing consistent ball. Jeremy Langford played up to the high standard that we set for him against the San Diego Chargers last week. He carried the ball 18 times for 72 yards and a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and he caught three of his four targets for 70 yards. Good job. He was on fire in those catches. He was on fire. And I was getting really nervous because when they announced the starters, did you see it was Yeah, he wasn't the starter. And I'm like, what? What? I was so angry because we had um, 
I'm going to look up her name, but she was doing DraftKings, and she had thousands of dollars on the line. She's like, I played Langford. I went with it, guys. And then I was like, we do, I don't want to let her down. But she ended up putting $75,000. Oh, yeah. So that's so crazy. It was so crazy. Um, yeah, look it up though, because like that was really awesome getting her tweets. Yeah, like, I'm looking um, it up right now. So I was so excited. So Saint, St. Louis is way tougher against the run, giving up the eleventh fewest. Um, but I understand if you need to play them for upside. It's pretty dynamic. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Martellus Bennett had a better game last week, still not elite like we want him to be. Um, he caught eight of his nine targets for 57 yards and a touchdown, which is good It's for a tight end, absolutely. Certainly you love the targets, um, you know, I don't know. This was his first double-digit game since week four, and then there was one other double-digit game in week one. But I think that when Jay Cutler's in, you need to calm down. It's going to be fine. Chicago's defense has been so-so, but the St. Louis Rams offense – Gives up a lot of points. Very yeah. suspect. So if you're desperate, you might want to go with Chicago. Um, maybe. It's cute, but I'm okay with it. Maybe. The winner was Courtney C. Lang winning $75,000. Congratulations! I'm so, so glad exciting. Langford came through because I got really nervous. I know. I was I know. really angry when they announced. And they, they didn't even put Langford in for her first few rounds. I was like, what's going on here? What is going on here? And John Fox is so crazy that I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It all worked out. <laughs> it all worked out. Congratulations, Courtney. 75 grand. That's right. Now the round to the Rams. Todd Gurley continues to impress. Even though this was one of his worst games, I'll take it. I know, and he's still a ball. I'll take it, yeah. He carried the ball 24 times. He averaged only 3.7 yards per attempt, but he's able to get 89 rushing yards. So what are people complaining about? Uh, he was able to find the end zone, so you were just fine. And he was also able to get three catches for 20 yards. Todd Gurley's a baller. If this is the floor, you should be thanking your lucky stars. Absolutely. These are the same people that complain about Gronk. It's, it's ridiculous. It's Stop true. Talking. Gurley's a man. Move on. Tavon Austin has established himself as the only other offensive player of note on this team. He's a dual threat in which he had four catches for 15 yards and eight carries for 66 yards. Teams haven't quite figured out you know, figured him out. So he's a sneaky flex possibility. And it's every week. Yeah, every week. And it's hard to judge him, whether it's receivers or running backs, because they're going to use him in whichever one of suits the team best against, you know. I have, him, I have him ranked pretty high in our rankings. I think I have him ranked as a wide receiver three. Yeah, I mean, they give the 11th most points to wide receivers and the 13th fewest to running backs. So he'd probably be a little bit heavier on the receiver side this week. But that's great. They've got a player they can do that with. So, mm-hmm. again, I don't love him in wide receiver position, but I like him in a flex. I think you've got better wide receiver options. But he's not a bad flex. Not a bad flex at all. Now get, Austin's one of the top scoring wide receivers in the league. I know. He is. But he just makes me so His nervous. His upside is huge. The upside's too big. The floor is really it's low. It's a really low floor. But really low floor. Especially in those, like, if you're that. playing, like, daily fantasy. Daily, he's fantastic. Option. Yeah, because he you you have to accept he might get you zero, but he could win you your week. He absolutely can. It's a little bit rougher he's in cheap. a season long league to start with. But you're right, he's he's one of the top scoring wide receivers. It's just oh that floor is so low. Anyway. Stedman Bailey, he has been suspended four games for violating violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. Someone was caught smoking the reefer. <sighs> four games he is out. But with that suspension, Wes Welker who was formerly with the Broncos and prior to that with the Patriots, agreed to terms on a one-year deal. The good about Wes also Welker... Also, like, so little... Well, well, that was Molly. 
if I remember correctly. Yeah. Right. I, he was spiked. I, I that, His mm. drink was His spiked. His drink was spiked. Okay. Okay. Sure. Let bygones be bygones. But what's good about Wes Walker <laughs> is he's... Maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, who knows? He's super quick, and he can work the underneath routes with elegance. And he's a smart player. I will say that. I, I love watching him play. However, I am seriously worried about his health as concussions have played a big-time role in his career. Um, is he going to have a funky helmet again? He, I mean, he's got to, right? He's going to have to have the incredibly padded helmet. But I'm serious. I, I'm seriously worried about his well-being. And I kind of wish someone from the NFL would step in and say, no more. No more. No game is worth risking your brain being mush. And he has had so many uh, concussions. I, I literally am scared for him. So what's funny is that Wes Welker, you know, was drafted. And my husband and I, he has the day off because he works for the government. It's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. We Happy appreciate Veterans you. Day. Um, and so we're talking about it. And we said the same things. Like, the Rams are bananas for picking Wes Welker up. Like, He's just asking for it. And, in, and again, we never wish injury on anybody, but, like, it worries me. I'm actually kind of scared to watch the <clears> games <throat> for him. Yeah. And, 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 like, so what did we do? We sat down and watched the Frontline's League of Denial from 2013. If you haven't oh, seen no. it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Um, and it's about concussions, right? Because we're, like, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's the little concussions, actually, that are the most dangerous. It is it's the, worst. the, the worst. Offensive line. Line. Yeah, the worst. But, but. It, it's, but still, I mean, it scares me. I'm like, is he going to be the first NFL player to, like, not be able to get up off the field? Like, it frightens me. Like, I'm really worried that he's back. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, too, is that I'm sure, you know, the Rams, I'm sure, aren't going to sit there and say, we're not going to pick this player up because of his, you know, his health. They, sh- I mean, they should to some extent. But they're probably like, you know what? There's a chance he won't get hurt in four games, and then we'll have Stedman Bailey back. But at the end of the day, Wes Walker's a better receiver than Stedman Bailey. Well, the Rams are so desperate, right? I you mean, know, and so what are they, they going to do? But, I mean, yeah. but Wes Walker, I mean, didn't he retire last year, or did no team pick him up? No team picked him up. He was saying he wanted that he to thought play. he should be in the league. Yeah, yeah. and so it's hard. Like, there's, there's, I, it's hard for any player of that caliber to accept at some point that the jig is up. I know. You know, Kurt Cousins was like, or Kurt, um, not Cousins, uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner was like, I can come back and play last year. And he's like 45. But I mean. Concussion prone. You know Brett Favre thinks he can play. Oh, you know. And his Wranglers. Yeah. He'd wear them. <laughs> anyway, I hope he doesn't get hurt. I wish all the goodness in the world for Wes Walker. I think he's a fantastic love him. human being. Love I'm just, him. I'm very nervous for him. Very Don't pick nervous. him up. All right. New Orleans Saints, four and five at the Washington Redskins, three and five. <sighs> this should be an interesting game. Drew Brees threw for 387 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception against the Titans last week. But he, Ball. you know, a great game. And he's had 10 touchdown passes in the last two weeks. So he's definitely got to be your QB1. And you should, like, kind of put the entire first half of the season performance out of your head because he was very average. Drew Brees is back. The Breezy that we love is here to stay. Now, Brandon, breezy, breezy, beautiful. That's right. That's right. Now, Brandon Cooks, <laughs> I think he can be taken seriously again. He yep. had four catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. Things are starting to kind of fall more into play. Now, the fantastic news is that Willie Sneed is also still being targeted a lot. We were nervous that this might not be the case once Cooks kind of returns back to old form, but Sneed had six catches more than Cooks for 95 yards with more yards. So, while... Cooks got the touchdown and Snead did not. 
Sneed would have done better week in, week out, and, and Sneed dropped a touchdown, so he would have still played better. I would still go Sneed over Cooks. I will say that. Uh, there's Watson. fantasy points to go around, right? I mean, there's there are. If, when, Breeze is, when Breeze is being Breeze, yeah. there is enough fantasy points to go around. Yeah. And that was the problem the first half of the season. That was Breeze was just not, not all there. No, his injury was much more serious. Oh, I think he's yeah. just mourning Jimmy Graham's loss. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but they're but they're in a good place now. They I are know. in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy Graham was like, "Why am I in hell? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I deserve this?" I bet they listen to Adele's song together and they think about each other. Like, <laughs> Poor, they just cry. Just cry. <laughs> so good. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, oh, I, our, I, our cousin Kate sent me a snap on Snapchat of her crying listening to Adele. Did she really? <laughs> Did she mean to? Yeah, she meant to. No, she was like, you know, because it was like, you know, being nice. And because I'm on Snapchat and I never use it because I'm too old. No, none of my friends are on it. So I'm just there alone. Yeah. <laughs> on Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat. Like, but I'm just surprised our cousin sent you a Snapchat of her crying. Well, I do social media like as a job. So I wanted to try out Snapchat. And then I realized no one I knew was on Snapchat. That's and I was like, hilarious. am I a creeper at a high school party? Yes. I did not mean to do that. Yeah. That's hilarious. So anyway, our cousin sent me a snap. Who's much younger than us. Well, yeah, I'm she glad is. she used it for something other than... Um, uh, private part pictures, part yeah. But <laughs> that's 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 all I know Snapchat for. That's why I'm not on it. Anyway, Benjamin Watson, he had five catches for sixty yards. So his streak of being used in a major way still continues. Not a great matchup for him this week, though. So you might want to look elsewhere. But then again, it's Drew Brees. So like you said, there's enough to go around. Tight ends are tight. He's got he's got good upside right now. So. Mark Ingram had 26 total touches and 96 total yards. Sadly, he only had 54 of them from rushing, and that was off 22 carries. Don't love that. Um, the good news, though, for Ingram owners is that C.J. Spiller only played six snaps the entire game. Um, granted, we cannot guarantee that ratio will be the same this week because it is the Saints, and this is C.J. Spiller, and he seems to weasel his way in. Uh, but we can be optimistic. Now, Ingram needs to find the end zone because he has not scored in the past two weeks. So... We need that to increase. And then Luke McCown was scheduled to undergo back surgery Tuesday, and he will miss the rest of the 2015 season. Due to this, they have signed Matt Flynn. This is not fantasy relevant to you, but just want to mention because it's sad, and I like Luke McCown. Matt Flynn is winning at life. That guy's made so God, much money back for up? so little. Yeah. He really is winning at life. I wish I was Matt Flynn. I do. Redskins time? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pierre Gerson continues to be consistent. Like Courtney said, he's one of those guys, like you were talking about with the um, Titans receivers, he's always good for like five to eight points every week. That might not be enough for you, but then again, it very well might be enough for you in a deep league with buys to be able to put someone in a flex who you know won't zero out. He's not going to zero out on you. He's always going to get you some points. But he, he maxes out at right around seven or eight points. He's not going to get you more than that. So... Yeah. Just be aware of that. Kirk Cousins was 22 for 40 for 217 yards against the Patriots, in which they lost, which no one was surprised. But he did play better than what his numbers say. I will say that. He is not a fantasy-relevant player for you, and don't be too tempted to play him against a horrible Saints defense. I'm playing him this week. You're playing him? No! I'm playing him in a 10-man league. I don't even feel bad about it. 
I'm sitting. I'm sitting. Uh, Carson Palmer, and I dropped Ryan Tannehill to pick up Kirk Cousins, and I feel good. Feel good. Wow. Wow. Let's chat at the end of this week and see how you're feeling. The Saints, man, I'm telling you, they're like good yeah, mojo. The they like up, give yeah. the other team just like they, they, hey, the defense is have horrible. a good time. The defense is yeah awful. I mean, I'm, that, in. I'm sold. Kirk it up. They do give up the most points to quarterbacks. So, yes, please. And they've got Deshaun back, and in in you know it's it the, the offense is alive. I don't hate you. I just think you've got better options. Now, Grant, you're in a ten team league. Is, I don't is this, hate you. Is this a two quarterback league? <laughs> No, well, this is our family league. Well, a different week I might hate her. Well, who are you playing? Are you playing me this week? I don't know. Start Kirk Cousins then. Start him. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Anyway. I'm starting him in like a 14-person league where I lost Tony Romo. Well, that, that makes sense. But you're not going to like play him over Blake Bortles or someone like that, Tyrod Taylor. Don't I'm do it. I'm playing over Carson Palmer, the most consistent quarterback in the league. Yeah, but he's playing at Seattle. Yeah, that's, yes. yeah, that's so that makes a rough matchup. But. You're welcome. Well, you know who you're not playing, Courtney? You're good at fantasy, Courtney. Is Matt Jones. <laughs> we, we confirm. Yeah, Courtney, likes, Courtney <laughs> likes the risky plays. That's why we like her. That's right. But can we take a moment, guys, and laugh about the Redskins running backs at least one more time? No, they're so Matt hands. Jones led his team with 27 yards on 11 carries. Amazing. He was the leader. That makes me want to cry. But like Courtney said, Deshaun Jackson, he was back. He only had three catches on six targets for 15 yards, which is pretty sad and pathetic. Um, not what we were expecting, but I feel like this week will be a good week. It's a good matchup. He's going to bounce back. You need to get kind of regrouped in the system. I like it. And I like Jordan Reed. Ugh, I don't usually say that, but he's a big body. The Cousins likes to target in the end zone. Therefore, he is a must-play for me this week with the Saints giving up the second most points to tight ends. He has scored three touchdowns in the past two games. Mama likes. Play Jordan Reed. Play Jordan Reed. I'm into it. Miami Dolphins, three and five. The Philadelphia Eagles, four and four. The Dolphins. All right. They had a tough <laughs> loss again last week against yeah. the Bills. This week Ooh. is a tough matchup as well. Poor Dolphins. Uh. Lamar Miller was by far the best person on the team last week. This is a tough matchup for Miller, but I think he's still playing him. Running back two, guys. He'll find the end zone. I, I He's found the end zone the last four weeks. I'm into it. Let's do it, Miller. Ooh, you Miller think side. so? He has found the end zone the last four weeks. I think he's going to find the end zone again. Let's do it. I think he's got it. All right. Um, you know, the only running back to score on Philadelphia so far this year is Mike Tolbert. I know. Oh weird, right? How weird is that? <laughs> is it crazy? It's Mike totally Tolbert. Odd. It's totally odd. I think, I think Miller's going to do it. All right. I'm I like it. it. Um, you can go ahead and bench Tannehill. Uh, he just can't be trusted. Uh, and we really need Tannehill to throw some touchdowns since he hasn't done that in the last few weeks. Landry still saw 13 targets, so you're going to start him. Rashard Matthews only saw four targets, so it's a little bit concerning, but I think we'll have a bounce-back week against the Philadelphia defense that gives up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, Deep leagues, Kenny Stills is a boomer bust player, so... It's not going to change this week. If you need somebody like that, if you really need a high upside, then I guess this matchup's yours. So good luck with that. And again, 61% of Yahoo League own Jordan Cameron. You're all Yahoos yourself. He is really bad. (laughs) It's 
Stop it. The best Why do you own him? Outline. Yes. Stop it. You are all yahoos yourself. <laughs> yeah, you are. And there's so many good tight ends this year, too. Yes, so many literally literally better options. I picked up Clive Wolford last yeah. week and played him. Yeah. And he found the end zone for the Oakland Raiders, if you didn't know who he played for, because I didn't before this week either. And he got a touchdown. Jordan Cameron can't do that. No, he can't. So stop it. All right, Eagles. Ha, Jordan Matthews is back from the dead. Wow, I'm really happy. Love, love him. Um, He had his best game of the season with 133 yards and a touchdown. Um, But play him at your own risk, you guys. 19 points. Might be sad on your bench, but I'm telling you, four points on your roster is a lot, lot sadder. You know, that's like... That's serious adult tears. So um, <laughs> Miami gives up the 16th most fantasy points to wide receivers Hello? right in the middle. Hello. You screwed me over again, Matthews. Have you so, seen the meme of Adele and um, Lionel Richie? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yes. It's the same song. <laughs> well, I know, but he's like, he does No, it's whole, like Lionel like, Richie's like, he's she, in his video. She picks up he's her like, phone Hello. first. Yeah, and then he's yeah, like on his thing. And he goes, hello. And then she's like, oh. And, and then she hangs up and he just like looks like, what the? <laughs> it's amazing. With the flip phone. With the flip phone. So, so good. good. So good. So good. Oh, I love it. The flip him. phone is so stupid. It takes me so many angry places. <laughs> I love it. All right. Nelson Aguilar is back in full for practice. Uh, just so you know, his best game of the season, healthy, was 4.4 points. So. No, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. Uh, let everybody else go pick him up. You just stay away from that. He plays on the Chip Kelly offense, and we've seen what that's done to Jordan Matthews. The running game is the best thing and the most consistent thing for Philly, so you can go ahead and start DeMarco Murray and feel good about it. And Woo! Ryan Matthews is an okay running back, too, in deep leagues or as a flex in any league. It's, it's fabulous. I just, I just love him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Finally, consistency. Sam Bradford is worthless. <laughs> um, he, he has as many interceptions as touchdowns, so you can move on from that. Um, and Caleb Sturgis is the Phillies kicker. Pick him up. He is only owned in 27% of leagues, and he has averaged 12 fantasy points in the last four games. Hello? Snap on. But kickers don't matter, Courtney. Yeah, yeah, Caleb, Caleb Sturgis matters. He does. <laughs> and you can play the Eagles defense as well. Cleveland Browns, 2-7. and seven. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 5-4. and four. Okay. Josh McCown is questionable still with his rib injury, but he's more optimistic. So I'm <coughs> going to act like he's going to play this week because Ooh. if he's not going to play, we just don't start anybody. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Johnny Menzel actually wasn't as terrible as his stat line looked. Actually, he was okay. The offensive line was really bad. It was a weird game. Anyway, and, and he played well until the end, and then he just kind of imploded. But um, if Johnny Menzel does play, you need to sit Gary Barnage. But if Josh McCown plays, you go Barnage all day, all night, I don't care. Yeah. From week three to week eight, he's had a touchdown and or 100-plus yards in every single outing. It's unreal. It's a good matchup. They give up the fifth most points to tight ends. Go for it. I believe McCown will be back. This should be good. Travis Benjamin is has really fallen off. And actually, that's with McCown and with Manziel. So I'm just being honest with you here. He hasn't scored over three fantasy points since week six. His last touchdown was in week three. It 
double digits now, by the way, people. Uh, it's a good matchup, so you'd like to be optimistic, but don't be foolish. It's yeah. kind of a GPP play only or really, really, really desperate. Duke Johnson should be a star on this team. I have no idea why they don't use him more. He is much more productive in PPR leagues, absolutely, but in standard leagues, he's borderline fill-in play. Pittsburgh's a is tough against the run, but he is, but they're not so strong against the pass with running backs. So Duke Johnson should have a decent game. But that coaching staff, it's like they just don't get it. No. Nope. They don't. You know, like they just don't get it. When you watch Duke Johnson play, you're like, this is the guy. But anyway, Isaiah Crowell continues to get touches, which is annoying, around 10 a game. Um, it's ticking off all the Duke Johnson owners out there, but it is what it is. Do you remember when we were debating Duke Johnson versus David Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Duke won. Those were Duke the days. Won. Duke was a guy. Duke won. Duke wins. It's a weird year, people. Well, they and, picked up Chris uh, the, Johnson. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah. And remember, we were like, you guys, they want to play Chris Johnson. People were like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, no. Is it? Brown's defense could be a sneaky play against Landry Jones. I'm just putting that out there. It's sneaky. It's a risk, but it could be a risk that pulls off. <laughs> Landry Jones is no Michael Vick, Brandon, Marianne Lee. No, that's he is true. Not. He is not. But he's not Fabu either. His game that he started, he was subpar. Details. All right. Sad news for the Steelers owners. Ben Roethlisberger hurt his foot last week and is listed as doubtful this week against the Browns. This is this is funny. This is what Ben says. The bye will come at a good time, but I'm not even going to rule myself out this week. I'm going to take it one day at a time. But then Mike Tomlin said, the door is slightly ajar (laughs) (laughs) for Ben this week. Well, Uh, I truly don't want to risk it. Ben probably could play because Ben plays through injuries all the time, which is what makes Ben such a great fantasy pickup. Yeah, he's, yeah. But I'm sure they're thinking, we've got to buy next week, whatever. Let's just rest you, get you 100% healthy. We're not going to risk this. Yeah, and I get that. I totally understand. So I understand where it's coming from. And Landry Jones is such a better option than Michael Vick. Um when it comes to for your wide receivers that you're playing, right? Um, if Ben does not play, you can completely take Keith Miller out of the equation. He's gone, out, just done. Don't do yeah. it. Um, no Antonio Brown had more yards than most quarterbacks did last <laughs> week. Did you see that? 284 yeah. yards You receiving. went off. Oh. <laughs> Bananas. Um, yeah, that was, that was crazy. Um, sadly, that will not be the case if Landry Jones is behind center um, because we all know that Landry likes going to a little person named Martavius Bryant. In weeks uh, six and seven, when Landry was the quarterback, Bryant had 26 and 11 fantasy points. So you can for sure start Bryant um, with Landry under center. Oh, and you can start the number one running back for week nine, D'Angelo Williams. Rock and roll! My bold prediction on SiriusXM was true, kind of false, because I said that Langford and Williams were going to be top five. They were actually top four. They're amazing. Yeah, they were. I can't remember what my bold prediction was. What was yours, Brennan? Oh, mine was wrong. (laughs) It was crazy, if I recall correctly. What was it? It involved a quarterback, right? It was that Kirk Cousins was going to be a top five play. Yeah, that didn't happen. He's going to be one this week, though. What was mine? Say it again. Anyone remember what? bold prediction again. I don't remember what it was. It was bad. Sure, it wasn't correct. I'm just saying it's supposed to be bold. <laughs> that was Mine bold. wasn't that bold. Yeah. Mine wasn't, I guess, that bold. Mine was the backups tops, but I guess it wasn't that bold. Sorry. 
I put together a I put up to put together lineups for NBC Sports for FanDuel each week, and I had both Williams and Landry in my lineup that I put together for that, and Odell Beckham Jr. and Julio Jones and Michael Crabtree and Delaney Walker, um, and the New York Jets defense. But my only misstep was Eli Manning. But mm-hmm. like, if I had actually played that lineup, I would have won like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like no. my lineup was. That's this is bad. my job, but it was yeah. really good. It was really good. And Eli's Thank tough. You, D'Angelo Williams. Eli's tough. Yeah. Eli's up and down. You just don't know. <clears throat> just don't know. He's the Kenny Stills quarterback. All right, Jacksonville yes. Jaguars two and six. The Baltimore Ravens two and six. That was good. That was good, mine. So Blake Bortles threw for three hundred eighty-one yards. So that was more than Antonio Brown, and he had a pair of touchdowns. But he also threw two interceptions and lost a fumble. This is the kind of play you can expect from Blake Bortles. He, he turns the ball over, but he still gives you good fantasy points. Great fantasy, so, not great, regular. So you, you need to still play him. Like, just kind of like, you know, take, take that part of the equation that he fumbles, you know, and throws interceptions. Because he still he throws a ton, so you're still going to get points. Now, Bortles completed 24 of his 40 attempts. Uh, and this could be a really interesting matchup this week with the Ravens, who give up the second most points to quarterbacks. And they've been giving up 33 pass plays of 20 or more yards and eight pass plays of 40 or more yards. This sounds yummy to me when it comes to Blake Bortles and Alan Hearns and Alan Robinson. Yes, please. I am excited. Now, Alan Hearns was awesome again. He caught five passes for 122 yards and a touchdown against the Jets. Hearns has scored in six straight games, people. Six. He is pure fantasy gold. But in scary news, he was seen in a walking boot on his left foot on Monday. And he apparently suffered yeah. a sprain of some nature um, in the final interception of last week's game. He is optimistic that he'll play, and he has tossed out the ever-so-scary walking boot. So that is the good news. However, his foot could still be considered an issue as he was held out of practice Wednesday. Then again, it could just be precautionary. And I'm sure they're like, why even practice him? Let the foot rest so that he can play. I think he's going to be okay. And again, as we said... Arguably the best, second best wide receiver two option in fantasy right now. Julius Thomas, I can't, I just can't. Ugh, don't do it. Not a great matchup for TJ Yeldon either, but more than likely you will have to play him. At a minimum in a flex role. And I think that he will get you at least nine points in a standard league. So don't be too upset. I think he's going to do okay. Allen Robinson is a must start every week, especially weeks when a team could give up the second most points to wide receivers. So... It could be fantasy yeah. gold. I love it. Yeah. On the other side, it's fantasy gold too. I think this team, I think this matchup is going to have a lot of points in it, you guys. There's yeah. a lot of these like sleeper people that no one's playing. So these, this is a sneaky game to get people this in. This is the Tennessee Joe, Titans of week nine. Yep. Exactly. Joe Flacco actually has four games with 20 or more fantasy points, which is crazy in standard leagues. I don't hate him in this matchup, especially after the bye, even without Steve Smith Sr. It's a nice matchup. Jacksonville gets the seventh most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Kamar Aiken is now the wide receiver one. And then Chris Givens and Jeremy Ross will have to do more. Coach Har- Harbaugh says that he's hopeful that Brashard Perryman, joke of the year, uh, will be able to play in the last four games. The wide receiver that may never be. That PCL injury. Lingering. Last four games, though. You guys, like, 
that's still three weeks away. Anyway, Darren Waller's out for the season. Dennis Pitt has been officially ruled out for this season. His doctors were like, no. I don't know why anybody picks Dennis Pitt up. This makes me angry. Uh, you guys, I'm he, sad for him. It's a West Walker situation. It is. It's, it is a West Walker situation. Two hip surgeries in two years is not good. Justin Forsett has a nice batch up this week. He's still getting a decent amount of touches. Hasn't done a whole lot with it, but I think this is a good bounce back, especially with SCG Senior. Really Me too. All right, let's move on to the afternoon games. Minnesota Vikings 6-2 and two with the Oakland Raiders 4-4. and Another four. sleeper game. The Vikings... Teddy, Bridger, Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out crazy. Sunday against St. Louis. But thus far, he's passed all concussion protocols and is on pace to play Sunday against the Raiders, which is just amazing. Yep. So, I mean, he got – when he woke up, when he actually woke up, like, he seemed like he had it together right then, you know? Weird. I think it's just, it hit just oh, right man. to knock him out. Yeah, just like, wow. It was really scary, but – Really good results, so that's I love awesome. Teddy Bridgewater. Um, me too, but I, I don't think you're starting him. But th- that's a different story. Um, if he does not start, you should really look for other options for Stephon Diggs. You guys, I'm just saying, I love him. I do. He's great, but without Bridgewater, I just am not fully confident in the passing game because nobody wants to hear that Sean Hill's throwing the ball. Nobody. But no one wanted uh, to hear that Matt Castle was throwing him the ball either. And they didn't. They did not want him throwing him the ball for the first three weeks. <laughs> well, that's right? that's a true. While for that that's to really yep. pan out. So sure, Sean, Sean Hill might work out if if for some reason Bridgewater had to be out for multiple weeks. Um, hopefully Bridgewater plays, and it's not a big deal. You're playing stuff on digs. If you're in deep leagues, you don't have better options. You're playing digs anyways. But just saying, it might not be what you want. Um, and AP is really the only must-start um, for this team this week. The Raiders' defense is pretty good. Um, they don't allow a lot of points uh, to defenses either, so there's that too. So I'm not – I don't – what I meant to say is that the Minnesota Vikings' defense is good as well. This is like a weird defense because both of these defenses are decent. You know, I think the Raiders' defense is underestimated. You know, I think that they actually, you know, are better than they seem on paper. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to play either one either because I think this might be a fantasy, like, weird moment going on between these two teams. Especially the Raiders. They're both in the playoffs right now. Higher. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cute. But you are right, yeah. Courtney. Both defenses are, like, sneakily good. Right, because like the Vikings yeah. give up the fifth fewest points to quarterbacks, eighth fewest to running backs, eighth fewest to wide receivers, and tight ends. They're, they're not great on. They give the fourteenth most to tight ends, but fourteenth fewest to kickers and twelfth fewest to defenses. With all that said, Oakland's been on fire, but we'll start with who's not been fire. on fire, and that's Latavius Murray. Now he has officially been put on my personal list of an injury-prone player, and that is not a good list to be on. I don't like Ash it. Ash is filled with hate. I am filled with Well, yeah. No, that's true. I'm not even going to argue with yeah. it. I'm filled with hate for players that are injury prone. And he left in the third quarter last week, guys, after suffering a helmet-to-helmet hit in which, in which he got a concussion. Oh, yeah. And he also had to fumble on that hit. And he's now in the least concussion protocol after the helmet-to-helmet hit that knocked him out for the rest of the game. Now, Murray's last concussion kept him out for two weeks or so. So I can't really be sure if he's actually going to play this week. Taiwan Jones is the next guy in line if Murray can't go. But the bad news is that Murray did not practice Wednesday. 
again, check your injury reports. He might play. But he's injury prone, guys. Like I feel this is already his second concussion of the of the season. Maybe his third. I'm trying to think here. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I do love Derek Carr. <laughs> I do, I do. He completed oh, yeah. twenty four of forty four passes for three hundred and one yards. He had four touchdowns, only one interception. If you are not playing him and trusting him yet, I can't help you. Just stop listening to the show. I've got, I've got nothing to do for you. Michael Crabtree is third in line for me as the best wide receiver two option behind Eric Decker and Alan Hearns. Um, he had seven receptions for 108 yards and count them up. Two touchdowns against the Steelers. Crabtree's playing great. There's no reason for you to not play Crabtree. He's cheap and daily, too. Cheap. So cheap. And he's consistent. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, Amari Cooper had seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown and was targeted 13 times, which is fantastic. You can't bench this guy unless he is up against a shutdown corner, and that's not the case this week, so you can play him as well. Perfect. New England Patriots, 8-0 and zero at the New York Giants, 5-4. and four. This is, would be boring if it wasn't for injuries, which is just sad because the whole analysis is start everyone, uh, especially against the Giants' defense. This is almost cheating. It's not even nice, actually. Deion Lewis, though, towards ACL, and this yeah. is really sad. He's out for the season. Now, what we're really going to talk about now, we're back to you can't trust a running back in a Bill Belichick deep offense. I'm sorry, you can't do it. Because now he's going to no. troll you with LeGarrette Blunt, Brandon Bolden, who also scored a touchdown last week, and now everyone's talking about James White. I want nothing to do with any of these players. Deion Lewis was the only one he was committed to, you guys. This is scary. Yeah. Every week we're going to say one of them's going to go off, and we don't know which one, and we literally do not know which one. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying, and I'm just flinging my arms around because I'm that upset. Uh, it's like, cheers. Cheers. No fly zone. Get out. Julian Edelman's questionable with a knee injury. He should be fine, but, you know, it's worth noting. And Brand LaFell went for over 100 yards last week. I think he's overtaken Amendola for the guy that's going to either get 100 yards or zero yards. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yay. Oh, the Giants. First of all, I hope you played the Giants' defense like I told you to. They had 13 fantasy points, second in the fantasy points for week nine. Um, You can now drop them or find another streaming defense this week since they are facing the Patriots and you don't play defenses against the Patriots. That's silly. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. (laughs) So don't do that. Um, Another player that you should bench for this week only is uh, kicker Josh Brown. He's been fabulous. I know. He's been great. But it's just the reality of it is that the Patriots give up the second fewest fantasy points to kickers because they always have to go for two at the end of the game to catch up to the points, sure. the Patriots, and they're not going to ever stop to do a field goal, right, because they have to go on fourth down to get that touchdown. So it's like it's sad. I love Josh Brown. Don't uh, If you're in a deep league, don't, like, drop him, drop him. Try not to. Try to just, like, stash him because he is great, but it's just the reality of it. You can start Odell Beckham Jr. as always. Ruben Randall comes off the injury report having a, after having a pretty good game last week. He is fine in a wide receiver three flex um, because we all know there will be some garbage points in this game to be had. Ruben Randall will probably reap a lot of that exactly. benefit. Um, I would not play Rashad Jennings again this week. The Patriots give up the fifth fewest points to running backs. 
Um, you can play Vereen and PPR, but only if you have no other options. I know he's been playing well, but this is just not a good matchup. It's just not my favorite. Um, Larry Donnell is still sidelined, and rookie Will Ty will be replacing him. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't start either of them. Um, and as for Eli Manning, I hope you have a better, more reliable option. I'm not saying don't play him, but I wouldn't, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The risk is just too high for my blood. I mean, I like boomer bus players, but Eli just, like, gives me a headache. I just can't. I can't do it. It's not. <laughs> it's tough stuff. It's not my thing. Yeah, daily's great because it's, like, one week is fine, then move, move on, and it's no big deal. But to have him on your <coughs> season-long league, Oh, hurts me. Hurts me to even think about. All right, Kansas City Chiefs three and five. The Denver Broncos seven and one. It's a bad matchup for Kansas City, my friends. It's a bad yeah. matchup. Um, unless the defense crumbles like it did against the Indianapolis Colts, uh, and also keep Tlaib's out because he's a jerk. And I cannot believe he just like so blatantly poked Dwayne Allen. It's disgusting. I don't even listen. I'm a Broncos fan, and it's disgusting. Bye. Get your suspension on. Alex Smith had a killer game before the bye against the Detroit in London. 27.6 fantasy points and standard scoring. Multiple touchdowns, including one that he ran in. 78 yards rushing as well. 78 yards, yeah. you guys. We have running backs that That's we're amazing. starting that we're, like, hopeful they get 78 yeah. yards. How sad is that? Yeah. Still, Denver has a tough defense. It's elite. They've been <laughs> – The Washington Redskins, Redskins can't Combined. even get 78 yards yeah. together. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. They would, like, die if they got yeah. that. They'd be like, woohoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Macklin scored a touchdown in, in London. Hopefully he's fully healed this week. I remember it was questionable whether or not he could come in, the concussion and what have you. But looks like everything's – Good to go. I think you could play him. I actually think he'll keep Tlaib being out as a benefit for Macklin. Yeah. And they need him. I mean, I'm sure Chris Harris Harris Jr. will be on him, but... um, Yeah. The but Chris in the, Conley in the Broncos is defense is pretty. Crazy. Yeah, but Chris Conley is pretty good too. I mean, yeah, but I, I think that if you have Macklin, I don't I don't think you have to bench him. I don't think it's scary like it would be if they were both there. Not as scary. I don't love it, right. but you, you probably don't have better options anyway. I don't think he's going to blow up. No. I think a lot of people don't have better options than Macklin. So yeah, I don't think sure. they have a better option to start yeah. in his place. Yeah. Charkandrick West is a must-play. Sorry, guys. Anyone who's getting 20-plus carries per game is a must-play. And he gets a touchdown every week. Do it. Travis Kelsey also got a touchdown in the big lines blowout, but that was his first touchdown since week one. Ouch. I don't expect that this week. FYI. All right. Denver Broncos. I think it is safe to say you are not playing Peyton Manning in leagues where you only have one quarterback. Yeah. I hope so. He was dropped but in our family are, league you... and Carson, like, cried. It's a moment. It's a moment. No, Tim, my Tim dropped him. Yeah. I guess uh, ESPN got so many letters they had to put him on the list of droppable players because he was not droppable for, like, quite a while. Um, he did have his best game since week three, and that was 15 fantasy points. Um, now he's on the injury report with a foot injury. Not good, you guys. He has yet to have a, uh, a game this season where he did not turn the ball over at least once. Four more interceptions than tight ends on the year, or touchdowns on the year. So, not good. 
Um, you are starting to marry as Thomas. Kansas City gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. This will be the first time that Demaris Thomas's mother is going to be able to see him play football. No, she's not. <gasps> she can't come. She still has to, like, she still has time where she can't, like, leave the state and stuff. Oh, no. So she won't be able to be there. But the story broke, and I know it's sick and twisted, but deaths, babies, fights, and, like, this motherly issue is, like, the perfect equation for Demarius Thomas to have a great game. So I'm just saying True. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, it is a great story, though. You guys should, you know, look it up. It's kind of sad. Um, Emmanuel Sanders popped up on the injury report as well this week with an ankle injury. He played through the injury on Sunday and managed 90 yards and a touchdown. So you were starting him. Just keep an eye on the injury report. The gr- run game was awful last week. Ugh. Uh, Anderson and Hillman are sharing carries, and although Hillman is still injured, there are better matchups out there this week, you guys. Last time they played the Chiefs, they were both awful as well. So I'm giving you some suggestions on people who you can play. Hey, guys, James Starks is the number one wide receiver in Green Bay. <laughs> He's still available in almost Probably half back. of leagues. So go pick him up. Hello. <laughs> Giovanni Bernard. Pick Much him up. better than Jeremy Hill. Charles Sims. Charles Sims, he's a sneaky play. He sometimes has 12-point games. C.J. Anderson rarely has 12-point games. And Ryan Matthews, you guys, we've talked about it. They use both of those running backs. These are four guys that are available in leagues. Go get them. They're better plays. Um, Don't start any of the tight ends this week. The Chiefs know how to stop the tight ends position better than anybody in the league. Screw you, Daniel Owens. I am so over you. Congratulations on another good game. Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels. I think Owen this is Daniels. the second week Excuse you've me. done that, and I love that you mess up his name. It's like it's on purpose. I know. It's like it disrespect. It I love it. It's like, <laughs> I do. It's like I'm so upset by him. I can't even learn his name. Pisses me off. Anyways, uh, the Broncos defense, you know, we talked about it. might have lost a couple key players this week, but you were still playing the Broncos defense. They had 22 fantasy points in week two against the Chiefs, um, and that was it at Arrowhead. So I think it's game on. Let's let's play them. Sunday night game, Arizona Cardinals 6-2, the Seattle Seahawks 4-4. This is a really tough matchup for the Cardinals, you guys. The only one on the offense that has a nice matchup are the tight ends, and they don't have tight ends. So, like, if you're really desperate. Troy Nicholas. Jermaine Jermaine Grisham. Oh. That's your guy. Who? Troy Nicholas, the guy that got two touchdowns last week. He's only oh, had right, three catches right. all season. but All season. Right. So that's not nice. Don't yeah. tell people to do that. Well, maybe. You never know. It could be a thing. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm I, not playing anybody from Arizona. I played that guy over Jordan Cameron. Either. Well, I play anybody over <laughs> yeah. Jordan Cameron. True. It's true, Ashley. It's Good very call. true. Uh, but yes, Carson Palmer is one of my favorite quarterbacks. I said it earlier in the in the show, um, in the league. But I I'm looking elsewhere to fill my quarterback roster. You know, even Fantasy Pros has Kirk Cousins over Palmer. Oh, this guys. But they have Carson Palmer ninety percent over Jay Cutler. Interesting. Fun. Very funny. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know it's very interesting. Um, but he can still put up 18 fantasy points. I just don't like this matchup at all. I just don't I just don't see it there. I think it's going to be leaning more towards the 15. If you can get a higher ceiling this week with somebody else, you should. 
It's for all the wide receivers. They are all wide receivers threes this week, you guys. Fitzgerald and Brown are listed as possible. But either way, I am not starting them if I have to. Number uh, No wide receiver has had double-digit fantasy points against Seattle since week two. So that's not, that's not a fun not stat. Good. Um, same goes for the running backs, you guys. Chris Johnson is no more than a flex this week, you guys. It, it stinks, but it's just the reality of it. And you can play the Arizona defense and the kicker. I'm fading the whole game for both sides. I don't want anyone. Boycotting it. No. All right. Seahawks. In sad news, Ricardo Luckett's neck, he was injured. He's been released from the hospital following surgery for ligament damage uh, that he had done in his neck. Um, And he also suffered a concussion and a disc injury. And according to Pete Carroll, he will not play again this year. I would assume he's been pitted and yeah, well. I would assume that's the case with the, the list of injuries we just said. Holy he's out, but he was like always kind of an interesting play, you know, especially special team wise. But the Seahawks were on by last week. Uh, well, let's do let's do a little stats talk. Russell Wilson is not even a top fifteen quarterback right now. Marshawn Lynch mm. is not even a top twenty running back. We do not even need to get mm. into the wide receivers. If you've ever listened to this show, then you know that you don't play any of them. And Jimmy Graham barely sneaks in the top ten for tight ends. And that's because the tight end mm. position is always Amazing. terrible, so it is what it is. The only constant is the defense. And this is a bad, bad matchup across all positions. The Cardinals give it the fifth-fewest points to quarterbacks, seventh-fewest to running backs, tenth-fewest to wide receivers, third-fewest to tight ends, fifteenth-fewest to kickers, and third-fewest to defenses. Like Brandon said, I am not playing anyone from this team. Borderline this entire matchup. Other than maybe Chris Johnson. But I, I don't love it. Bad. You can play the defenses, you guys. You can play both defenses. Monday night game. Houston Texans 3-5. and five, The Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals 8-0. and oh. Warning. This is officially a RBBC running back by committee situation. Yeah, mm. we, we knew that was coming. We were pretty sure it was going to be, but it was confirmed in week eight before the Houston bye. I'd love for Blue to be the undisputed back, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Look, Don't look now, but Brian Hoyer has scored 17 or more fantasy points in every outing <coughs> since being named the starter. I know, it's crazy. It yeah, but Blows your mind. I Actually, he was the other guy I compared against. Carson Palmer. Really? It's close. It's close, but Carson. Steve Hoyer out for you? Hoyer. Yeah, because people still don't know. believe it, and I get it, because it's Brian uh, Yeah, Hoyer. it's nice pros. I Hoyer's no yeah, Kirk Cousins in Courtney's book. No Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no Kirk Cousins. Uh, this isn't a great matchup, but neither is next week against the Jets, but I'd play I'd play Brian Hoyer in week 12 versus New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No oh, problem. Yeah. I'd consider him even at Buffalo. It's a tough place to play, but... Buffalo's actually pretty easy against quarterbacks. At Indy, week 15, I'm telling you, if you're streaming quarterbacks. I'd play Matt Flynn against New Orleans. <laughs> there you go. I'd play Sean Hill against New uh, Orleans. I'm, let's get crazy here. Anybody you, Brian Hoyer. You heard it here. Probably Legit. not first, but maybe first. DeAndre Hopkins obviously is a must start. Too high of an upside, always. It's a tougher matchup, but stop it. And Nate Washington isn't going away. 
Yeah. That's a good thing for DeAndre Hopkins owners, so don't freak out. He's had six or more targets in every game this season. He's scored in both of the outings since he's come back from injuries before the bye. He's a great plug-and-play, and he's an interesting contrarian play in this particular matchup against the Bengals. If you're looking for someone, if you're in daily and you need a cheap guy that, like, might go off, I don't hate Nate Washington. Are you worried about Cecil Shorts returning? Yeah. With Nate Washington? No, because I believe Cecil no. Shorts will play one game and get hurt again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong, but... Yeah. I asked you because I own Nate Washington. I know. Yeah. I th- I, that's what I think. I haven't heard anything that makes me believe that Cecil Shorts is going to have a huge impact. I think they like Nate Washington. They, they should, should make him go like him. Yeah, I think they genuinely like him. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, is it time to talk about my, my favorite ginger? Andy yes. Dalton. Yes. His awesomeness has continued. Stop doubting this guy. He completed yeah. 21 of 27 passes for 234 yards and three touchdowns against the Browns last week. Andy Dalton has improved from a 31 point, sorry, 31% to 52% completions this season when he has thrown balls 20 or more yards downfield, which is great news for the wide receivers on the team. I love him. You should love him too. And you should feel extra confident because he actually showed up in a primetime game. That is and that huge. That was really exciting. That is exciting and I huge because really primetime has been like his Achilles heel. It has been bad. But you know what? Hate is going to hate. I love Andy Dalton. If you're not on the train, that's your problem. What's amazing is that he can get that many fantasy. He's not fantasy relevant with only throwing the ball 27 times. But he, but he, but he completed it's 20 really of good. them. You look at a lot of these guys, they, they got 22 out of 44. I know. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's because it's it's the offense is on all cylinders. Right. He's got... I had like yeah. a... And he's passing past 20 yards, which a lot of quarterbacks... He throws a long ball. Only, so. Which is... And he's got... Like Courtney's favorite, Alex Smith. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's my favorite. But he's got the receivers to catch the long balls, right? So now that he's got his receiving core finally back and healthy, we're seeing the Andy Dalton that we saw back in 2013 when he was a top five quarterback at the end of the season. And he's got Tyler Eifert. I think people could argue that they would rather play Tyler Eifert than Gronk. And I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't. He had five catches for 53 yards and three touchdowns last week. His hot streak is still red hot. Andy Dalton loves him in the end zone. He's always looking for him. You have to play Tyler Eifert. Now, Giovanni Bernard had 13 carries for the team high, 72 yards, and one catch for 14 yards. Yet, Jeremy Hill still sucks, and they continue to share carries. I cannot get into this as we're at the very end of the show, and this will be a 20-minute rant, hate rant on my part. But Giovanni Bernard is the better back. He looks better. The offense is better when he's out there. I agree. Coaching staff, pull it together and start giving him the bulk of the carries versus this split. Give up on the Jeremy Hill situation this year. Let him just be a change of pace back. Probably will do him well. Let's just do this. We need Giovanni Bernard. We need Duke Johnson Jr. And we need Danny Woodhead. If we could possibly get rid of all the other running backs on those three teams, that would be fabulous because it's it it's is pointless. pointless. It's it pointless. pointless. They, these guys are so much more productive. Yeah. They're harder to cover. Hello? Now, I will say that the Texans give the ninth most points to quarterbacks, but they give the 12th fewest to wide receivers. But even with that said, I think you can still play Marvin Jones, Muhammad Sanu, A.J. Green this week. Don't expect magic, but I think you can expect 60 yards and then pray for a touchdown. I agree. You know? So, yeah, yeah. I agree. Could be worse. 
It's too bad we're not coaches, ladies, because that's what I feel every time I get done with one of these shows. I do not understand. Like you just whoever's the running back coach for the Bengals, you deserve you don't deserve to be in the NFL. That might be harsh. And that might be harsh. And Washington. Ugh. Ugh. I can't do it. Washington is the worst. The The team high is 27 (laughs) yards off 11 carries. I, oh man. So bad. Oh man. And Kurt Cousins is going to blow up this week, you guys. Blow up. Ashley doesn't agree. I think he'll have an okay. This is a good. They give up the most points to quarterbacks. So. You like that? You like that? Oh my gosh. That was a great clip, too. Uh, I don't know. I just. If, Desha- okay. if Deshaun comes back to full Deshaun, then I do think Kirk Cousins can go off. I would agree there. Where you, you got to hope Deshaun is healthy. Crowder can do it. I'm fine. We're on. It's game on. It's game on. <coughs> well, thank you so much for listening to us, you guys. It's week 10. Again, get them out of your lineup. Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, San Diego Chargers, and San Francisco 49ers are on by. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to hop on to Twitter and tweet us at HerFantasyFB. And you can talk to us on Facebook at HerFantasyFootball. Also, you can ask us questions on our show Saturday night, 8 to 10 Eastern on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Give us a call. We're down. We're ready to answer your questions or just chat. You know, talk music. Call us at 1-800-FANTASY. <laughs> just leave off the last two fantasy. letters. I worked it out. Fanta. No, Fantas. No, yeah, yeah, Fanta. 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 XM Fanta. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So right. 188? No, 1800. Fanta. 1800 Fanta, you guys. That's it. There you go. How many times are we going to say this number? 1800 XM Fanta. Fanta. See. Fanta like the drink? XM Fanta. It's easy, guys. It's easy. Obviously, Obviously. we can figure it out. We've been doing the show for 10 weeks, (laughs) so it's fine. No big deal. We don't know who's on the other line from those other numbers we just gave you, but it'll be a good time. Let us know. Call us in and let us know. Awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck. Have fun. (laughs) Until next time, no more faking it.